Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, all right. It's time to enter our football time machine and go back to the decade that we haphazardly labelled the noughties, there or thereabouts anyway. Although more so today, the 2000s, the football of its time. I'm Jake, of course, as always, from What If Football, and this is the 66th episode of the Noughties Nostalgia Podcast. Welcome back. It's the Sports Social Podcast Network, which we are on, of course, here, and we're going to play a little round of obscure footballer back in black back in 2022 here we are we're on the podcast feed we're also on patreon where if you like podcasts like these head on over down there to patreon.com forward slash what if football where from one pound a month you can support the channel and as a as a return 4p per piece of content in that month weekly football podcasts weekly football columns nostalgic podcasts like these as well so head yourself on down for that but for now let's get stuck straight in shall we the rules let's let's we may as well delve into the rules whilst we're here because every game has to have rules and obscure footballer is no different So, all players who played the majority of their careers before the 21st century, unless obviously, you know, Diego Maradona, he's not going to be, he's not going to be obscure. But, a touch bit of common sense to this. All Man United players since 1998 are not obscure, of course. Me being a Man United fan, um, not many slipped through the net on that one. And at the end of it, I pick three of my favourites, or three greatest, or the three most obscure, to go into the Hall of Fame. And we've got three classes. You may, if if you're a continual listener of this show, you will know that we have two classes already. The October class of the Obscure Hall of Fame. We can't start without mentioning Frodo Grodas 
from Middle Earth FC himself. We've got Israel Zuniga and we have got Ofeo Kersevert, who may just be the absolute best in class there, <laughs> old Kersevert. And in November's class of Hall of Fame, we've got Orlando Trustful, we've got Boncho Genchev, and we've got John Gope Fenepai. And to announce, to induct our December class of Hall of Fame. We've got three names as ever. We've got William Mocke, we've got Torben Pichneck, and we've got Zan Benedicic. Wow, what a class. What, a, what an insane class of obscure footballers. And of course, we will aim to provide three more into that Hall of Fame class for January 2021, which is what we're doing here today with Obscure Footballer. Let's start. Raul Duke 2019 kicks us off with an absolute banger, Abdul Sattar Sabri. Now, he didn't give me chance to uh, <laughs> chance to guess or write up a write up a little brief synopsis on what I thought he would be. Um, given his full name, you can probably tell he's probably quite um, stereotypical in his career. Really, an Egyptian winger um, played his football in, in Greece for Pauk, played his football in Portugal. Um, for Benfica, um, he kind Raúl kindly attached his career synopsis in the tweet <laughs> in reply, so I, I couldn't get a chance to guess. But he's definitely obscure, obscure, regardless on that one. So well done, Raúl. Um, whether or not, I think, yeah, in terms of getting into the Hall of Fame, he's definitely obscure because I, I don't watch Greek or Portuguese football that much or at all, really. <laughs> Can't remember. The last time I sat down and watched some Greek Super League or Greek Pro League, so I don't even know what the league's called. Um, so there has to be a, a slight element of familiarity, I guess. Um, hence with this next one from Daza. This is an absolute, absolute fantastic suggestion from Daza here. And another one, who, another listener who's kindly attached a clue. Um, Celtic Twins, apparently. Um, yeah, obscure. <laughs> Philip and Patrick Twazic. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, we have got work to do here um, because these are Hall of Fame worthy, I think, not just in the Hall of Fame foyer, as we like to say, not on the cusp of it. I think these two lads definitely deserve, they've got that familiarity, they've played for Celtic. We just need to decide whether they go into the Hall of Fame on a single ticket, say, for example, as a tag team, or do they go in separately? A bit like the Dudley boys, I don't know. Um, <laughs> very different looking to the Dudley boys, I'll tell you that. Um, so Philip, let's start off with him. He played five times for Celtic, five times for Bolton, 26 times for Vitkovic, 42 times for Rosenbrock, 11 times for Carvina and 25 times for Spartak Tanava. Patrick, on the other hand, he played zero times for Celtic, once for Livingston, five times for Rockweist Airfoot, and 107 times for Germania Halberstadt. And they are, I believe so anyway, playing for... Patrick's playing for Germania Halberstadt in Germany, of course. And um, Philip is playing for Spartak Tanava, which of course, as we know, is in Czech Republic. So still quite close together. It'd be nice to see them go to the same club each time. But I guess, um, I don't know, it's quite obvious to see there from the appearances that uh, Philip's probably had the more... More nomadic career, perhaps more successful. Patrick's didn't get a chance to play for Celtic. Um, 
has, I think on the maths there, I'm not too good on maths, but I think he's played, just shaded more games professionally, but most of them have come at Germania Halberstadt, which I think must be a regional league um, team in, um, in Germany. They're the third or fourth tier of German football, but who knows? I um, remiss of me not to uh, research that, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, Maracas Flute comes in now with Tesfaye Bramble. Now, I kind of, um, I kind of had an inkling that Titus Bramble had a semi-famous, I guess, can you call him famous, um, professional footballer. Um, so I, I was thinking he could be the, the the youngest sibling of Titus. But at the time when I was researching this, I wasn't sure. Um, you've obviously got the uh, the name starting with a T, which um, some families do, I guess, when they name all the children by the same letter. Um, yeah, uh, whatever that's all about. Um, I I, I guess it could be seen as like the kind of deal you'd see with uh, an Aiden Hazard with Torgan Hazard or Romelu Lukaku with Jordan Lukaku. Although those are very, very different examples to this. <laughs> but because I, I should have known, I, did, I had to research him. So he, he, by definition, he goes down as obscure. Um, I'll read his first line from Wikipedia um, verbatim um, because I think we need to add context to this person. Tess V. Wilder Simeon Tess Bramble, born 20th of July 1980 in Ipswich, England, is a former English-born Montserratian footballer and convicted rapist. Okay. Um, he's got 139 league appearances for Southend, 68 for Stockport, um, but then his career fell off a cliff in 2007. And of course, because of the huge elephant in the room, we can't have a rapist in the Hall of Fame. So let's just move on very quickly, shall we? Good suggestion, though, um, from Arrakis Flu. <laughs> he does not, he's not got a place in my Hall of Fame, like Chris Benoit, I guess. Uh, Podfather Max, that's two wrestling references now. Podfather Mags suggests Darren Kasky. Now, I can't pinpoint this for the life of me, but but I, I, I in researching this, I did think I've seen this name when I've been doing the Barclays. Um, I'm sure of it. <laughs> the name sounds familiar either way. I picture him, and because of that preconception, I pictured him in the early like sort of Premier League days, 92, 93, 94 at an Oldham or Swindon, maybe even as high as Ipswich or Spurs. Or my other thought was it could be a modern day EFL legend at a, a Tranmere or a Stockport. So I, because I couldn't quite pin it down, I wasn't quite sure right away. Um, we've got him as obscure. I should know him. I'm a bit like Tesfaye Bramble. <laughs> Um, but for more reasons, for better reasons, this one, really. Um, the reality is somewhere in between. I did mention Spurs in there. Um, he did play for Spurs. Um, not too much. Um, I wasn't entirely confident on that one, obviously. Um, he played 201 times in the EFL for Reading. So I guess he's more of a football league legend. 114 times for Notts County. He's had a very good career. Um, I don't think he's played too much to be Hall of Fame worthy, I think. Sorry, Pod Faber Mags. Um, he did captain the under-18s when England won the Euros in 93. So that's, that's a feather, another feather in the bow that kind of stops him from being obscure as well. Um, between 92 and 96, he played his, um, he played 32 times for Spurs and he scored four goals. I guess that's where I'd seen the name. Um, and a little reminder here, a little wee plug that uh, next week we'll be having a, um, we'll be having a third season of the Barclays that the premiere is next Friday. So keep your ears peeled for that one. 
Next, we've got United 16-bit. And um, I'm recording this before Christmas. Um, you might be able to tell by my voice. I've done a lot of recording recently. Um, I wanted to give myself two weeks off. United 16-bit says, here's two seen as it's Christmas. And what a treat it was. He attached, <laughs> kindly attached a picture for me to date and um, force these people into a club, really. And from the kits, instantly, um, the light blue Leeds United Packard Bell kit from 1998-99. And I think they used it in 99-2000 as well. Um, the Newcastle one was around 19... I'll just say 1999 because you can go either season with that one. Newcastle versus Leeds. Now, I instantly got Jason Wilcox um, just by his face. I don't think he's he's not obscure anyway, is he really? Um, definitely not obscure. Um, given that it is Jason Wilcox, the Newcastle player, it would be inferred, is either a fullback, a winger or midfielder. I mean, it depends really. You can deduce that. Football was a little bit more rigid back then, wasn't it? So it's a bit... Um, a bit easier to sort of nail that one down, but I, I could not, I could not, you know, get it for the life of me. Um, thankfully, Google image search is my friend here, Diego Cavillari, apparently. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you're obscure. Um, I think he's in the foyer knocking on the door, but we'll see what else we've got. <laughs> we'll see what else we've got for the rest of the show. He's definitely one. Um, Paraguayan. Um, here's a line from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> which I think tips him over into being Hall of Fame worthy. In fact, he may have found the key from the foyer to get into the Hall of Fame with this one. Um, I'm, I'll just I'll just read it out. The Paraguayan David Beckham. Paraguayan David Beckham. He was signed from Chero Portineño in um, Paraguay. Of course, he's Paraguayan. He played seven times in the Premier League as a 19 to 21-year-old. One of these... It would have been pre-Bobby Robson, wouldn't it? So one of these Rude Hullet signings where you think on paper, yeah, if you were playing football manager, that's exactly the sign you'd go for. In real life, though, these signings don't come off. Two million pounds they spent, a lot of money back in 1999. And um, played seven games for Newcastle and then just went back to South America for the remainder of his career. Retired in Paraguay in 2010. He did play 43 times for the Paraguayan national team. Played in a World Cup, so... I mean, this is the familiarity there. I think that's um, that's definitely there with Diego Cavillari. Oh, De- you know what? I've even said it. I've been saying his name wrong the entire time. It's Diego Cavillan. So for that alone, pick up the key, get out of the foyer, Gavilan. <laughs> Let's see um, what we've got for the remainder of the show before we decide on that one. We, we, I think we've got the two Celtic twins and this one is a fair shout for the third inductee into our Hall of Fame for January 2022. But we'll see what we've got for the remainder of the show. We've got a few more. We've got a half a dozen left to go through here. James FF9 says, Danny Avalo. Now, knowing James on Twitter, I was thinking he could be a, a Rafael Benitez-esque fringe or academy player at um, Liverpool. Um, I couldn't quite pin him down, though. I'm thinking like a Portuguese wing-back or Spanish wing-back, let's be honest. Iberian wing-backs. Regardless, he's obscure. Um, another one that I think's in the foyer, although I think um, Gavilan might have wrestled the foyer key out of his hands for this one. <laughs> and like I said, the air of familiarity. Abalo's never played in Britain. Um, that's a good start for being obscure because, I mean, how else would I know of a player 
um, or remember of a player who's played 104 times for Celta Vigo across seven seasons between 2006 and 2013. Then and then went on to such places as uh, he stayed in Spain with Alaves, then went to Bulgaria to play for Ludogoretsk, then played for Sivaspor in Turkey. So Spanish winger. So I was kind of, he's a plays out wide, doesn't he? I mean, I was kind of, he, he sounds like, this guy's never going to be a centre-half with a name Danny Abalo. He sounds like he's a pacey, pacey young st- Spanish sort of player there, full-back, wing-back, winger, who knows? Apparently it's a winger. Um, I was wrong on the Rafa Benitez thing, maybe that's me coming into this with preconceptions from James's uh, idea of football um, and supporting Liverpool, but there we go. Um, he's, he's he's between Abalo and Gavilan, let's be honest, or as I, as I called him, Gavilari, um, because I've put him in red font there for some reason. Who knows? Chris Kelly comes in with Steve Slade. Now, Steve, or Steve-O, he sounds like your classic English player. Started his career off on a YTS scheme, no doubt. 80s. Played top flight football, did all right, steady hand, and then you get the Premier League come in, still all right. I mean, the first few years of the Premier League was essentially just the football league, wasn't it? And then you get the foreign influx in the mid-90s. Couldn't hack that. That's what I'm thinking anyway. He's obscure. I can't remember him. Um, Probably played before my time, and apparently he did for the most part. Between 1994 and 1996, played for Tottenham Hotspur, played 23 Premier League games. So I got my dates slightly wrong on that one. Um... Started off a bit later on, um, but to be fair, he came to the, he started playing for Spurs at the same time as Jurgen Klinsmann. So we've got that um, QPR played for them between '96 and 2000. So I mean, after the foreign influx in the mid '90s, he he left to go to uh, to QPR and then would play in the EFL. So kind of got that right. Um, he scored six goals across those two spells. Um, I wouldn't normally mention that, but um, I thought I might because he's a striker. <laughs> he scored six goals in uh, six years. So that's, um, yeah, that's worse record than me. And I played at left back in junior football. Um, from then on in, we get a bit of a nomadic career. Cambridge, Chesham, Hayes and Yedin, Harrow, St Albans. Guess where the next one's going? I bet you can't. No, it's Vikinger in Iceland. I mean, what... <laughs> Then Barking, then Redbridge. No, not Dagenham and Redbridge, just Redbridge. Um, never heard of them. Grimsby, back up to Grimsby, really. Um, seems like a strange career path, really. I'm sorry, Steve, if you're listening, which you aren't. Worthing, Chesham again, Maidenhead, Barking again, and then where? 133 or 132 league appearances, 92 of them took place between 94 and 2000, and Steve-O retired in 2008. We all want to go to Iceland at some point in our careers, don't we, really? Let's be honest. Um, I'm still holding out that hope um, and fair play to him. Let's be honest. We go on. Barstoolers. He suggests Apostolos Velios. Now, all I can hear in my head and all I can see is a Reebok shirt with a nice little bit of navy and red trim on one shoulder. Reebok manufacturer, Reebok sponsor. You know where I'm going with this. Big Sam Allardyce's Bolton. Or a derivative of that in later years, so late 2000s, early 2010s, um, is another one where I, I'm, I was right on the his, his head, his name's on the back of my head, really, <laughs> whatever that means. I should have got it, in other words, he's obscure. Um, 
and I should have really got it, Everton 2011-14, to 14, signed from Heraclis in Greece. One of those David Moyes bargains that didn't do too well when Everton were trying to return up to potentially even thinking about maybe one day getting into the top four. Um, and maybe to call Everton a derivative of Big Sam's Bolton by 2011 might be a bit harsh, but on the other hand, it's probably a bit true, isn't it, in 2011? They'd had their time, they've had their window that was shut, um, trying to get into the Champions League. They've done that once, never again. Um, teams like, you know, Spurs, City have, had come and gone by then and they, they were the ones now with the window. Probably probably is true, probably was a derivative. Now, in between incessant returns to Greece, Velios had two games at Blackpool on loan. Leos in Belgium as well. Played for Forest for three years. Who can remember that? Certainly not me. He's He currently plays for Academic Klinchene. Um, and that's in Romania, apparently. Um, eight international caps for Greece. Wikipedia optimistically. Um, leaving that open-ended with the, uh, the dash there. Um, I don't think he's going to get any more caps. Sorry, lads. But um, he's playing Romanian football. I don't even think they're in the Romanian first tier either. So that's not a good sign, is it, for Velios's? I mean, if he wants to guide Greece to the European Championships a generation on from the the first one, I mean, it's not going to happen. Anyway, instead of slagging footballs off, let's move on with the, <laughs> with the rest of the show. David Perpetuine, um from Slough Spartak. Um, either I've spelled it wrong in translation or it was initially spelled wrong. Regardless, um, I think that's a sign of obscurity. <laughs> it's probably my fault, that one. Um I couldn't really get a handle on Per it. Um, maybe a, a jobbing midfielder, half Italian, playing for a QPR in the 90s, maybe. I don't know, God knows, someone in London, maybe. Um, and depending on where you're from, somewhere in London, he is playing for Watford, um, but for quite a lot of the London population, I I suspect he'd never played in London, did he? If he played in, played for Watford between 1997 and 2001, so for all these obscure footballer games that I say Watford 2000, Watford 2007, because for some reason I got a good knack, a good radar on finding these Watford players who played in those two single seasons in the Premier League. I'd forgotten all about this guy, probably because he only played 19 times across four years. Probably not in the Premier League. Let's be honest. Probably played either before they got promoted or was one of those lads that was about to or supposed to recover them back into the top flight in the 2000-2001 season. Maybe not though, because Perpetuini then went to Gillingham in 2001 um, and then moved in 2005. Played 86 games as a defender, then has a bit of a nomadic career like Steve Slade, my boy. Um, he retired in 2012 with Alice Town. And to be fair, if we are going to put another one into the Hall of Fame, you've got Gavilan there. You've got, I, I think for a Barlow, you need to have a bit more of a familiarity there to actually put him in the Hall of Fame. You need to be not so obscure that, I mean, no one's ever going to have heard of him. You need to be right in that little sweet spot where you've, in if you stripped out all your brain, he's probably there somewhere but you never in a million years are you going to recount his name so Velios is a good example as well maybe a bit I mean maybe a bit too recent Steve Slade uh, and David Perpetuini definitely definitely in that um, bracket as is the next man after some research one more point the uh, Crystal Palace fanzine they suggest Rory Ginty um, and my, my obviously I should have really guessed um, 
all my workings that he probably was a Crystal Palace reject, really. Um, but I didn't have a clue. He could have been a cheeky EFL legend, but let's be honest, Crystal Palace have been in the EFL a lot longer than they've been in the Premier League. But um, aside from that barb, um, he could have also been a Premier League player who fell off the radar. Um, what is for sure is obscure. Um, he's definitely in with your Perpetuinis, your Slades, your Velioses, perhaps, Gavilans. Um, he's in the foyer. He's in the foyer. So now when reviewing his Wikipedia page, um, I don't know if we've had him before. I don't know if he's been suggested before. Someone who listened to the podcast, listens to the Obscure Footballer episodes, will know probably better than me. Um, if we have had him before and I've forgotten that's an even better sign of obscurity isn't it really um also if we've had him before is it wise to then put him in um put him into the uh, hall of fame um I don't know so that was the fourth round of obscure football before we go we'll end with a joke this is from gogsy 67 um actually I was kind of toying with putting this into the uh into the Hall of Fame, really. Um, even though it's not a single player, but by definition, by having your name scrubbed from memory, really, <laughs> as it is, then you're by definition obscure, aren't you? And a trialist should definitely be in the obscure Hall of Fame, do we not think? Um, I mean, surely the uh, a trialist. I mean, by definition, he's got anonymity there. He's played for almost every club <laughs> in the world, had a boundless, limitless career, hasn't he? So that could be, even though it was a joke, um, I don't know, actually, it could have been a perfectly valid suggestion by Gogs is 67, who knows? But I think we're going to, uh, I don't know, Gavilan perhaps has uh, lost control of the keys from the foyer. To the hall of this is a well well worn metaphor now, isn't it? Um, <laughs> regardless, we'll find out the uh, the three lads who are going to be inducted into the obscure footballer hall of fame for January twenty twenty one part one next week because next week is the sixty seventh episode of the Naughty's Nostalgia podcast. We'll be playing another game of obscure footballer round five. We've played it a lot recently, yes, we have, but. We'll start the new year off with a bang. In fact, I'm going to record it straight after saying these words. Somebody stop me. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the channel. Happy New Year. Let's have a good 2022, even though as I'm saying these words, it's December the 16th, 2021. Anyway, until next time, we'll be back next week with Obscure Football Around 5. We'll be back next Friday with the Barclays as well season three premiere so stick around for that one of course we're on youtube of course from patreon as we said at the top of the show until then thank you very much for listening and silly
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.